We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make low-maintenance bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we had nobody coming into the showroom. So we started doing virtual visits via Microsoft Teams. We're able to see two or threefold the amount of customers we used to be able to see. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. I really think it's going to set a standard for retail moving forward. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. fans, I'm Paul Bruno here with A.J. Schultz as we bring you the Thursday edition of our DFS series of podcasts where we focus tonight on the NHL slate of games. Before the, we begin, though, I'd like to remind you to follow me at Statsman22 and you can follow A.J. Scholes at A.J. Scholes24. That's A-J-S-C-H-O-L-Z-2-4. You can also look for our weekly hockey NHL show called Puckcast with Statsman and A.J. where we record... Uh, our thoughts on a greater variety of information other than just the DFS play on Tuesday. So, all right, AJ, before we look at tonight's schedule and before we consider our FanDuel lineup options, why don't you provide our listeners with some important information? Yeah, as always, before we get on with uh, the show, just want to remind everybody out there that throughout the week, if you have questions about your lineup, whether they're daily or season long, uh, we're happy to answer either uh, fantasy hockey or just hockey in general. Uh, you can tweet at us, and we'll try and answer your questions during uh, the week or during one of our shows. As Paul mentioned, uh, you can follow me at AJScholes24, and you can follow Paul, the Statsman, at Statsman22. All right, we got an eight-game slate. 
tonight, AJ, as we get back into the swing following the All-Star break. Tonight, we begin with Montreal visiting Philadelphia, where the Flyers are a favorite, minus 115, and the over-under set at 5.5. The Rangers are a favorite on the road in Buffalo. They're a minus 130, and the over-under is 5.5. That's a 7.30 start. Ottawa is visiting Tampa Bay for their Florida swing. Their, uh, Tampa is minus 135, and the over-under is 5.5 at 7.30. And Edmonton goes into Nashville to visit P.K. Subban and Company, a, uh, where the Preds are a minus 135, the over-under is 5.0, and that's an 8 o'clock tilt. What about some of the later games? Yeah, so late night slate starts off with uh, the Jets traveling to face the Stars. Uh, Dallas is a minus 135 with a big six over-under for that game, so expect a lot of goals out of that one. Uh, your Maple Leafs travel to St. Louis. Uh, the Blues are actually favored minus 125 in this one. Another six uh, over-under and then uh, the late games are also going to be our heavy favorited games. Uh, Chicago is minus 165 as they travel to Arizona with a five over under. And the Sharks are minus 145 heading to Vancouver uh, with a five over under. So interesting there that both those games, the heavy favorite for uh, the road team right. uh, speaks a little bit more to the, the competition level of the two home games there. I, I think you nailed that one. Now let's begin our look at the players at each position as we begin to the, build our FanDuel lineups on the uh, big board that FanDuel provides us every day. We'll start out with the centers and uh, the group at 8,000 and up, AJ. There's only two guys there over 8,000 uh, in McDavid and Sagan. What say you, player fade? Fade for me. Uh, I, I love both these guys. Uh, you know, on the ice, I'd love to have them in season-long leagues. Uh, but at those heavy price tags, McDavid at eighty-seven hundred and Sagan at eighty-six hundred, uh, I definitely am fade on these two guys. You know what? I agree with you. I don't like the matchups that they have, and that's one of the big reasons why I, I'm going to lay off. McDavid's got the the tough, deep defensive of Nashville and Sagan. Uh, he has that high-powered offense of Winnipeg that's going to keep him busy on the defensive side of the puck more often than not tonight. And uh, they got a pretty big defense back there, too, that's going to make his life miserable. I, I just don't like both of those matchups at the price price tags, and I think there's more value down below. So why don't we took a, take a look at the next group, say, from the, for the six names in the $7,000 to $7,900 range, who are you liking in that group? There's a few tasty options, I think. Yeah, I agree, Paul. And there's a pair of guys I'll mention, starting off with Mark Shifley at 7,900. Uh, over his last five contests, he's averaging 19.1 uh, fantasy points. He leads all forwards uh, on that team with over 20 minutes of ice time per night and a 21.3 shooting percentage. So he's definitely converting his opportunities. Uh, we've harped endlessly, it feels like, on Dallas's goaltending disaster. Uh, they've given up three-plus goals in five straight games. And, you know, the over-under reflects that as well. It's six for that matchup, so expecting a lot of goals there. Uh, the other guy I really like here is Jonathan Taves at 7,200. He's been really streaky of late, so uh, you definitely have to try and catch him on a good night. But going up against the Yotes, who are another team that's allowing 3.14 goals per game, he should certainly be able to get on the score sheet. And I'm going to pick the two other guys you didn't mention. Logan Couture is the bottom end of this range at $7,000. He's on that... Uh 
in the top six in San Jose, which has been locked in for, it seems like, a couple of years. They just don't make changes in that group too often, and he's one of the guys that's legitimately there on, on uh, consistent performance. Look at what he's done in his last six games. Seven points. He's pouring shots on goal at a high rate. He's even blocking a few shots, too, and that counts in the scoring, so it's no wonder why he's reached double figures in the FanDuel play in six straight hockey games. I think he's a, a good bet to make it seven tonight and a good price tag uh, on him, one of the top centers on the board, and maybe uh, a real good choice if you can afford the money. I'll spend a little bit more also on the Maple Leafs' Austin Matthews. In the first half of the season, AJ, he was one of three NHLers who managed at least one shot on goal in every game, and that's pretty high, uh, pretty high watermark for a first-year player. Uh, it just shows what a dynamic guy this guy is, and he's done it all while playing with two rookies on his wings as well, so when they compare him to Lyonnais' situation, I hasten to add that Lionel's been playing with veteran players and and looking really good. He's a great sniper, but Austin Matthews is carrying his line with two fellow rookies, and uh, he's he's odds-on favorite for me to be rookie of the year, and a real good matchup tonight for him against the St. Louis club that's in a bit of disarray, I'll have to say, with the firing of their coach and so on. We'll go to the next group now. There's eight players in the $6,200 to $6,900 range. AJ, I know you like one of the guys that I do too, so I'll give you first dibs on him, and uh, we'll take a look at some of the other guys in this range. Yeah, Ryan Johansson, I think we're both going to be high on him tonight. 6600 uh, And actually, I think his ownership will probably be down uh, despite that price tag after two bad outings, uh, in which he combined for 3.2 fantasy points in those two games. Um, but this was against Columbus and Pittsburgh, two of the best teams in the league. Uh, and the last time he faced the Oilers, he put up two assists and four shots on goal for a 22.4 uh, point night. So definitely a player to keep an eye on. Another one I'll mention here real quick is Alex Galchenyuk will be back in the lineup tonight. He's 6,800. I'm not totally sold on him quite yet, only because I want to see how he responds, having been out for a while. Um, But if you're willing to take a little bit of a risk there that he'll produce right out of the gates, uh, he's definitely an option to look at tonight. And two other options who are firing in the recent games, uh, Derek Stepan of the Rangers at $6,500, and, and Brian Little, uh, again, a top six player in Winnipeg, where they are all about that offense at $6,500. Both these guys are putting up points at about a point-per-game pace over the last couple of weeks, and I look for that when I build my roster, AJ. I like to go with a hot stick, not betting on guys to shake out of the doldrums if they're at the other end of the spectrum on a bit of a, a downer, but I certainly like your call on Johansson. I think he's going to make it into my lineup tonight uh, for sure. In the 5,500 to 5,800 range, there's 10 names, AJ, and I'd like to know if you're on any of these guys. There's not a ton that I really liked here. Um, I will highlight Paul Statsny at 5,800. You know, he's one of a handful of guys still playing well for the Blues. I certainly wouldn't put Ken Hitchcock's firing on him. Uh, And I've found at least that teams uh, often find motivation after the firing of a coach. Uh, You saw how emotional the the GM and uh, Mike Yo, their their new head coach, were for the firing. So it's a well-liked coach that they uh, decided to part ways with. And I think the players are going to be motivated to come out and, and show that they still have some fight left in them. Uh, and so, yeah, I expect a, a good, a good outing from them tonight. Uh, and Stastny is converting at a team high 15.4% uh, shooting percentage. So uh, one of the guys that I think will be most motivated tonight 
to put one in the back of the net. And it, and I agree with you. It's pretty thin in this group, but I'll give you one more name. That's Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I've been on this guy for much of the season, i got to admit. But uh, he's holding down the second scoring line out there and allowing Edmonton to put Dreisaitl up there on the top line, and he's flourished with McDavid, as everybody knows. But for his part, Nugent Hopkins had a six-game point streak snapped a couple of games ago. He's been pre- pretty quiet in the last two. But prior to that, he was pouring shots on goal at a pretty nice rate, too. So I like that productivity, and I'll, and I'll give him a chance to get back off the schneid tonight as i say it's a tough matchup against nashville but i think they're going to use most of their defensive top defensive resources against the top line that may free nugent hopkins up for some opportunities uh, facing lesser checking options there for nashville we'll go to the five thousand to fifty three hundred dollar range there's five guys in this group aj and uh let me hear what you think in this group well i think the demise of jumbo joe has been vastly overstated uh, at 37, he's, you know, he's a second half sl- or playoff player at this point in his career. Um, and that's where we are in the season. I expect him to pick it up. So at 5,300, uh, I would look for him. They are going up against Vancouver tonight. We mentioned that they're heavy favorites in that game as well. So, uh, all these factors combined for me, I think Joe Thornton is, is kind of a, an undervalued player here at, at that price tag and, and one that I would certainly target. And I'll add uh, the veteran Henrik Sedin. Any time Vancouver's playing, and if you're looking for a filler, you can't go too far off base with a guy who will play first-line minutes and anchors the first-line power play as well. And you get all that for 5200 bucks. Vancouver's been playing a lot better than I expected in the last month, AJ. And maybe uh, this is a spot where uh, Henrik Sedin has a chance to do some damage. Uh, I'm just looking at the fact that he's a first-line player at this low price range. There's not a lot of guys in this area that, are, that have the same opportunity with their respective lineups. So it could be a good place to take a flyer on a guy like that. Uh, what about in the $4,900 and less? Some good tournament options out there. Yeah, it may surprise our listeners. I'm going to talk about one of the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Sean Couture is uh, $4,600. And while Coots may not be uh, scoring goals, he's uh, got zero in his last six. His ancillary stats, both shots and blocks, have him avoiding that dreaded zero. It's definitely a huge uh, risk player, especially going up against Carey Price. Um, but he might definitely be worth a look in some GPP contests. Uh, I think they can take advantage. And, and we mentioned, I was a little surprised by this, but we did mention that the Flyers are favored in that matchup tonight, albeit not by much. Uh, so it could be a close one, and, and Couture could certainly be on the board. And I'll give two names. It's not going to sound like I'm... I'm- I'm waving the Canadian flag here, but I'm going to take <laughs> Bo Horvat as another guy who, who might be a good value play. And one of the big reasons why Vancouver's turned it around, they've actually got a second good scoring line happening, and he's been a big part of it. He's averaged almost 10, point, uh, 10 uh, fan duel points per night in uh, regular play, and he's been above that range for much of the last month on a quite a regular basis. So pretty good value play in this range. Uh, and I'll also add Radic Faxa, who plays third-line minutes but also finds his way into the special teams for for Dallas. Uh, Winnipeg plays a wide-open game, AJ, and uh, that's why I kind of think maybe this guy might be a really good value play at 4400 bucks. He's been finding the back of the net with some regularity and also been involved in some of the playmaking there, gets his share of shots on goal, so it could be a really cheap option if you can fit him in there. Uh, so there are some pretty good value options at the center position. What about on the wings? We have to pick four guys, so we've got to go through a number of uh, a lot of names here. Let's begin with the group. Uh, three guys over 8000 uh, in the price uh, price tag. 
what do you think of these three guys, uh, AJ? Is this a spot where you you would pay up for any of those three three gentlemen? It's not, and and like with the centers, I'm avoiding the that group tonight. You know, none of these guys is offering kind of that guaranteed production above and beyond what you're getting out of some of those uh, lesser kind of seven thousand and up options. Uh, the fact that they're just, you know, for that added cost that you can spend elsewhere, you can save and get similar production. And in fact, some of the guys further down on this list that uh, I think both of us are going to highlight have been a little more consistent of late as well. Uh, so between the inconsistencies, the high price tag, uh, this is another group that I'm avoiding. Yeah, most notably among those guys is Patrick Kane. He's gone scoreless in five of the last eight games, and yet he's on the top of this list. You can make a case for Jamie Venn and that high-powered Dallas team facing a Winnipeg team that likes to go all out, too. This could be an offensive bonanza, but like you said, there's lots of value, guys. You can save some money down below and still get the same productivity. Vladimir Tarasenko, he's been at the center of the storm in St. Louis and, and all the controversy that led to uh, the firing of their head coach and it's, it seems that he was at odds with him so I wonder if he's feeling a little guilty this morning or maybe he's celebrating we'll see when he gets the, to the ice but I just don't think his head's in the right space and uh, it's for that circumstance that I would not go with Vladimir Tarasenko tonight what about taking a look at some of the guys we might go with and, and let's take a look at the four names in the 76 to 7800 range AJ the four really good shooters yeah, it, I again, I wouldn't necessarily for me spend this high. But if I'm go- if you really want to have one of these big money guys, I think Max Pacioretty at 7,800 uh, is the guy to consider. Montreal is starting to get healthy, which I think is actually going to ease the pressure on Pacioretty, both physically and mentally, uh, to allow him to to continue the scoring that he's been been doing of late. Uh, so uh, while I wouldn't necessarily uh, put any of these four guys in my lineup. Uh, he's one that uh, is worth taking a look at if you want to spend that kind of money. You know, I got I to gotta give a shout out to James Van Rees, like in this range, $7,600. He's been the subject of a lot of trade rumors in Toronto. And when you, when you talk about trade rumors in Toronto, every radio station's pumping them out, AJ, around here. And it's got to be getting on this guy's nerves, I would think. Even though he's handled the, handled the interviews very, very well, he's still being very productive. And he just had a lengthy scoring streak snapped, a consistent point game scoring streak. And he's kept up the shots on goal. He factors in on the power play, a very dynamic power play play in fact it's the best in the league on the road and so he's a key part of this uh so and i think this is a good matchup given the the woes that uh, we're seeing in st louis's net mining situation and we might see some of that action uh come back in his favor tonight let's take a look then at the next group uh, in this wing position aj we got the eight names in the seven thousand to seventy four hundred dollar range we're getting down to that area where you and i like to spend maybe this is a little bit high too but uh, give me a few thoughts in this group well for starters it's it's blake wheeler for me at 7300 we've highlighted this matchup as a potential goal fest and as you said paul this is a price point where i'm finally starting to get comfortable tonight uh and the, the fact of the matter is in his last six outings, Wheeler's averaging 20.7 fantasy points per game, uh, including his last one where he put up 36 after a goal and two assists against the Blues. So definitely a hot player in a volatile matchup that could produce a lot of goals. Uh, and then the other player I like in this price range is going to be Wayne Simmons of Philadelphia for 7,100. 
you do have to look past his complete goose egg in his last outing. Um, but other than that, he's been relatively consistent and, and somewhat stellar. Uh, the Flyers do have a top 10 power play at 21.5%, while Montreal's PK is in the bottom 10 at 79.4%. So with Simmons being on the power play, you have to imagine they'll get at least one uh, in the in the special teams there, and it could certainly come from him or maybe a, uh, a tip or a, you know, a screen that uh, gets an assist as well. Listen, while I'm a, a Matthews fan and a Leafs fan, obviously, first and foremost, I'm going to give it up to Patrick Laine uh, of the Jets. He had uh, he's had a very good season. There's no question about it. And he's tied with Matthews for the rookie goal scoring lead and right up there with Marner for the point scoring lead. He's got a seven game point streak going on and he's returned from his injury, hit the ice running. He's got 11 shots in his in, in the first three games back. He's even blocked four shots and produced four points. That tells me he's on his game. And for seventy four hundred dollars, he's one of the top guys in this price range for my money. So I do feel obliged to mention him. And I'll also say that, uh, you know, if you're going to spend big money, you want to make sure your guys are getting about 20 minutes of ice time, lots of power play time. And on a team that likes to score, he fits the bill right across the board. So an easy sell for me tonight in a matchup where there should be goals aplenty, as I said. Uh, 6,500 to 6,800. There's nine names in this group here. AJ, go ahead and tell me what you think about this this, uh, grouping. Well, our listeners might think I'm crazy when I mention Rick Nash at 6,800. He's on a six-game goalless streak, but the last time he faced Buffalo, Nash uh, put up 18.9 fantasy points, and that was on the road where they'll be tonight. Uh, the winger is averaging 16 uh, over 16 minutes of ice time per night, which includes both the power play and the penalty kill. So he's getting plenty of chances to put some pucks into the back of the net. And he has still been able to get some shots on goal. So his fantasy points haven't completely bottomed out during this goalless streak. He's got four assists in those six games as well. So uh, while the goals haven't come yet, I think there's a good chance that that happens tonight against a team that he's already uh, kind of dominated in the past. And speaking of guy who's playing dominating hockey right now, we got to go with Nikolai Ehlers in this group. He's got six points in his last six games, six games. And four of those are goals. He's pouring in shots at, at a four four shots per game rate. He's even blocked a couple of shots. It's no wonder that he's reached the, the, the 20s even in terms of FanDuel play three times in his last six outings and five out of six times he's been over 10. So that's pretty consistent. That's the kind of guy that I like in uh, the daily game. When he's hot, uh, you got to plug him in. And speaking of a guy who's hot, Mitch Marner won the Rookie of the Month honors. Another shout-out to a Toronto player who is actually threatening uh, for the rookie uh, title in terms of the Calder Trophy race. It's a three-man three race, I think, when you throw his name into the mix in terms of the forwards. And he's at a price point of $6,800. I spoke already about the uncertainty that I expect from St. Louis. I'm not sure which way uh, they're going to approach tonight's game, but I think the Leafs will be ready to put prey on them and have a better start than that five-goal debacle against Dallas the other night. That was <laughs> tough to watch, but uh, Marner definitely factors into play tonight. 
And I'll also give uh, Alex Dean a look on the other side of that game. It just seems like this is one ex-Leaf who prays and haunts his uh, former mates. I've seen him have some big nights against Toronto. And if there's one guy who can handle the instability of a coaching change, having lived through the Toronto experience, it's Alex Dean. So I don't think he'll be bothered. And he'll be one of the guys that St. Louis looks for in terms of holding their own against the visiting Toronto club tonight. 6,000 to 6,400. AJ, there's eight names in here. What do you like in this group? Well, first, I'll just mention quickly, Braden Shen missed practice yesterday with an illness. So his status is up in the air. That's one you'll want to check back on rotowire.com for an update on whether or not he'll be in tonight. Um, of the players we do know are going to play tonight, I like Evander Kane for 6,400. Uh, for all his off-ice headaches, Kane has produced steadily of late. He's got two goals and five helpers in his last four outings, which has him averaging over 24 uh, fantasy points per game. You know, the goaltending with the Rangers, regardless of starters, is certainly going to challenge his ability to keep scoring. It's a tough out for him, no doubt. Um, but if you can overlook uh, some of the personality concerns, which you have to when you're looking at a daily uh, contest, Evander Kane is certainly an option worth, uh, you know, using uh, often tonight, in my opinion. Uh, I'll start with a guy who's projected as a third line winger in Ottawa. That's Mark Stone, priced at $6,300. He, what I like about him is he's getting shots on goal at a really good rate. He's got at least three shots on goal in five of his last six games. He has only one goal to show for it, but he had two goals on two shots in the game prior to that. So he doesn't need a lot of opportunities to make things happen. He also likes to get involved on the power play, and uh, that's, uh, that's why I like him tonight against Tampa. This is another team that I think is going through a bit of a struggle of late, and uh, he might be able to take advantage of it with Ottawa having their game in a little bit better order than the homestanding bolts and in, a, in addition in this group i also like daniel sedin for the same reason i p- profiled henrik at sixty two hundred dollars a good value play here if when you consider first line winger first line minutes on the power play and the quality of his opponent uh in terms of defending on the special teams is an, a factor here too so uh good value options here all all the names that you and i covered up uh, this is where we start to really find the guys that we might plug in and we may continue with the next range at fifty six to fifty eight hundred dollars there's seven names in this group aj yeah and i find it interesting paul we highlighted this a little bit last week you can definitely find some top line guys in this price point um just to throw their names out very quickly patrick eves andre palat and redeem vibrata are all guys in this price range that are projected to suit up on their team's top line so definitely value guys to look for um but for me i'm actually going to go with uh projected third liner jt miller Uh, The Sabres have the second worst penalty kill in the league at 74.3%. And Miller's averaging a minute 18 per game on the Rangers' second unit. So uh, you take that combined with his four points in his last five games, and this just seems like too good of a uh, matchup to pass up on him. And another guy, I'm riding another hot stick here, Jaden Schwartz. He was pulled from practice a little bit early yesterday with a minor issue. He'll be good to go tonight. I um, don't see any indication injury-wise uh, otherwise. Uh, another guy that's a legit shot maker, and, and he also gets involved on the defensive side with blocks on a regular basis. He's got one each game in the last five, so it's no wonder that his fan duel points are right up there, uh, pretty steady over his 10.9 average in the last group of games. So again, I'm writing a guy who's hot, and uh, maybe he's another guy who rises above the turbulence in St. Louis with the matchup against the visiting Leafs tonight. 
We'll go in bargain hunting now. Uh, 5,100 to 5,500. There's 11 names here. And uh, what do you like in this large group of uh, people? For me, uh, Thomas Hurdle is the, the player in this group that I really like at 5,100. He did have a real bad first outing coming back from that injury. Uh, he failed to re- even record any fantasy points, um, but he notched a goal on Tuesday, so it looks like he may have shaken that rust off. Uh, Vancouver are certainly a team on the rise of late, but the Sharks have potted 16 goals in their last five as their offense is starting to pick up steam as well. Um, another player I'll just briefly mention, Matthew Peralt uh, is listed still on IR, but he uh, appears to be a game-time decision tonight at 5300 So that would be a, a cheaper option if you want to capitalize on that uh, Winnipeg-Dallas matchup if he does, in fact, get activated and suit up for tonight's game. Yeah, I think uh, this is an opportunity tonight for Patrick Maroon to get off his schneid. He's still getting a look on the first line with McDavid. Uh, he's been scoreless in terms of goals in the last several games. Only picked up one assist, in fact, over the last seven. But I like the fact that he's still got a shot there on that top line. So don't give up on him yet. The price has gone down. Maybe it's time to snap him up and see him uh, if he can get out of this funk for you at the right time for your buy. Uh, Bobby Ryan is another guy who fits the profile that we like to highlight. First line wingers is $5,100 in this price range. I spoke of a little bit of trouble, I think, in the ta- uh, Tampa Bay Nets of late, uh, primarily, and, and uh, Ryan is a guy who fa- factors in on the special teams here. You won't find too many guys priced lower than him that get the, the quality minutes in key situations that this guy will on a nightly basis, and tonight should be no exception. We'll go tournament hunting now for real value plays in this wing position. There's a whole bunch of names here, AJ. Who do you want to highlight? Yeah, Matt Molson at 4,500. If yesterday's practice lines hold up, which is by no means a guarantee, uh, we talked in podcast uh, earlier in the year that gone are the days of consistent three lines without the shuffling. Um, So it, it certainly could change. But if that holds up, Molson could be in line to be on that top line along with uh, Ryan O'Reilly and Kyle Oposo. He has a goal and an assist in his last three games and could certainly tally some more against the Rangers if he does get some first-line opportunities. Uh, If he slots back to where he was uh, playing before that, that would be all the way down on the fourth line, and another player in that case I wouldn't take a look at. This one you'll want to check, that Rotowire uh, depth chart uh, which is updated throughout the day paul kicks it off for us in the morning and then we tweak it from there so if he's in uh definitely worth uh taking a look if he's on that top line yeah and one guy in dallas who's normally a third line checker but he's starting to get some points on his ledger too is devin shore at forty one hundred dollars he's got three points in his last two games uh, managed, he's managed at least two shots on goal in six, uh, in all six of his last games and uh, has blocked some shots in five of those games too. So he's factoring almost across the board. He even gets a look-see on the special teams from time to time. So it might be a good value play in that game that I touched on that could be an offensive bonanza uh, with, uh, with the, de- the stars. And I'll also add Andrew Shaw. This guy is priced at $4,000. He's an agitator in Montreal, but a veteran guy who is emblematic of what they're trying to build in Montreal, a team that's been tough to play against. And he's averaged 8.6 points throughout the FanDuel season. But I like what this guy brings to the table, AJ. And and I think tonight's a game where against Philadelphia, a team that likes to play it a little bit nasty, he's going to be right at home. And and this is right in his element. He's also got three points in his last three games. So all factors point to him having a good night this evening. 
Let's swing over to the blue line. And uh, we, we go to the defense position where there's a lot of expensive options up the top of the list. Uh, all alone, though, right at the top is Brett Burns at $8,500. I know we like to shy away AJ from from the top end of the board, but this guy seems to do it every single night. He's even a threat for the scoring title, it seems. Yeah, and we're at center and wings. We talked about those top options not being heads and tails uh, above the rest. Uh, I think in this case, it's definitely different. I do like Brent Burns at 8,500. Now, the trick is if you can fit him in, uh, you, which is by no means easy. Uh, but even when he's not telling a goal or assist, which doesn't happen that often, he's still putting up double-digit fantasy points thanks to his high volume of shots and blocks. He plays in all, you know, all facets of the ice. He logs just a ton of minutes. And I, I think it's hard to go wrong with him. I mean, if you look at his season average fan, uh, fantasy points, he's almost uh, a little over three points ahead of Eric Carlson per game. And he's just so far above the rest that his price tag's worth it if you can fit it in elsewhere. I will just say amen to all of that. He's been a key <laughs> part of my THL uh, Rotowire League, that, that uh, team that's running away with with the uh, regular season title it looks like again uh, the guys are starting to hate me for that but i'm sorry <laughs> but we are that good on on this uh, uh hockey show aj and i it just seems that we're backing it up with our play in our respective leagues and fantasy pools <laughs> so good for you if you're listening to us <laughs> we got seven names uh in the 6100 to 7200 dollar price range aj why don't you touch on a few of the guys in this group yeah, so for me, the big one here is Shea Weber at 6,500. And while he may be down when it comes to his uh, hardest shot at a mere 102 miles per hour uh, compared to his 108 from the last two seasons, he's averaging 14.1 fantasy points per game in his last five. Uh, he also leads the team in power play goals. He leads the team in ice time. So you know he's going to get plenty of opportunities to score uh, both even strength and with the man advantage. And I think those combination of factors is just too big to pass up. Montreal, as we said earlier, is the underdog in this uh, game, but not by much. And I think there are still questions um, about Philadelphia's defense, so they could allow a, a good number of goals. Well, I'm going to start off with a guy who's ramping up his game. Now, the second we've made the turn for the second half, and uh, Duncan Keith just had a really good campaign, but starting to get things going, and really the shots on goal tell the tale. Five, six, four, and three in his last four games. Three points in his last two games. One power play goal as well. And three block shots in each of the last three games. This guy's doing it all for the Hawks right now. Real linchpin on their power play. And also logs a ton of minutes. Uh, one of the top uh, skaters in the league in terms of that particular category. So you can't really go wrong. And look at the matchup he's got against Arizona tonight. That's really tasty. And I might get a big slice of that one, too, if I can fit him in. Uh, speaking of guys who've had a great season, Victor Hedman has been really... Uh, He's been uh, one of the lone guys in Tampa that really hasn't been hurt much of the season, I guess you can say. And the point totals reflected. He's right there among the top-scoring blue liners, uh, maybe for the first time in his career. I think he's right near the very top. Uh, we expected this from former number one draft pick, but he's doing it now. And uh, one of the guys that gives it uh, uh, the great effort and reaches the score scoreboard more often than not than uh, some of his mates in Tampa. Good bet to go like that every night. And I mentioned guys that get shots on goal every game in the first half. There were only three. The only defenseman on that list was not Brent Burns, but it was uh, Dustin Bufflin. 
I should say, in addition to Brent Burns, he was the third guy. But Bufflin was a guy you might not have picked. He's got uh, a shot and goal every game, priced at $6,400. We mentioned about the dynamic aspect of the Winnipeg offense. He factors in. This is a guy who's a, who was capable of 30 goals as a forward. So he's kind of uh, Brett Burns light for me, uh, if I can say that. And we, we noticed that this should be an offensive matchup. So I, fact, I factor him in at this price range. A good play, in my opinion, tonight. 5,500 to 6,000. There's six names, AJ. Who do you like in this group? Well, I'll be honest, Paul. I don't love all uh, a lot of the options in this group. But for, for me, I think my choice would be uh, Brent Seabrook for 5,500. He has an assist in back-to-back games, so he might finally start paying off to that big contract they gave him. But primarily, uh, this is a matchup pick for me with Arizona being as leaky as they are for goals. Uh, So I don't love a ton of the options here, um, but if there's a matchup to capitalize on, I think Brent Seabrook and the Blackhawks heading into the desert is the one to take a look at. Uh, I'll throw in uh, P.K. Subban. You know, he's only got one point in his last seven games. But I look at the shots on goal. He's got no fewer than three in in six of them and as many as five in three of them. And included with that, he gets at least two block shots in three of those games as well. So he's managing to get enough points to make him relevant in fantasy play every night. And it's a matter of time before he gets involved in the score sheet again. He's just too much of a talent offensively to stay on the sidelines and off that score sheet. So while he's doing a lot of things well, I think he's due for an explosive evening. And it could happen tonight against... Edmonton, a team that likes to play it open too. So it factors into that matchup as well for me. Uh, AJ, let's let's drop down to the 5000 to $5,400 range. There's five names in this group. Can you touch on one that makes sense for you? Well, the one I'll touch on is conditional on Roman Yossi remaining on IR. Uh, and that's Ryan Ellis at 5000 You know, Yossi uh, on Tuesday took part in the morning skate. So it was definitely a good sign towards him returning, but he didn't play in that game. So it's not uh, clear yet whether or not he'll be available tonight. If he's not, I like Ryan Ellis then. He is pointless in his last three, so that should depress ownership a little bit. But he'll have plenty of chances to get back on track as he's averaging uh, 24.33 of ice time per night. So he'll have opportunities if Yossi's out of the lineup. On Tuesday, AJ, we touched on a number of guys that were uh, possible trade candidates. The name of Jacob Truba has been uh, in a lot of trade talks because he's expressed an interest in wanting to uh, to move out of that locale in the past. Things are a little quieter now. Uh, I, I just wonder uh, if if that factors in because they've got such a deep defense over there in, in Winnipeg. And uh, this is a guy who's doing it right now. He's got two goals and five assists in his last six six games. He's getting a lot of shots on goal, reaching at least four shots in four of those six games. So it's no surprise the FanDuel's scoring totals are in double digits. He's even reached the 30 mark in one of those games and over 20 in four of those last six games. So I ride the hot stick here at $5,200, one of the the more solid-looking value plays in this price range. And I'll also add... Uh, Clef Baum from Edmonton. This is a team that's starting to get their act together. They look like they might even be a playoff squad, AJ, which is something that we might not have agreed upon earlier in the season. But now I think they're looking good in that difficult division. And he's a reason why he brought some stability and some skill to that blue line that they really have been sorely lacking. And uh, he factors in at $5,100, a pretty good value play there too. In terms of the tournament picks that look good to you, uh, 5000 and under, AJ, anything catch your eye? 
Well, the first thing I noticed, uh, Jeff Petrie, 4,900, he is listed as uh, having an illness. He did miss Tuesday games, but early morning reports indicate that he will, in fact, be eligible tonight. Uh, it hasn't been completely confirmed, so he will still be showing up uh, for most of our users with a, an illness designation, um, but it's looking like he'll be back in the lineup. And then outside of him, I also like Andre Sequeira at 4,600. He's been on an absolute tear of late with two goals and two assists in his last three games. This is a player that will definitely cool off eventually, um, but I'm certainly hoping it'll be after tonight's matchup with Nashville. And I know they list uh, Nikita Zaitsev as a first-pairing defenseman. It looks to me like Morgan Riley is going to get back into the Leaf lineup based on what we're seeing in terms of the pregame notes. And uh, that might bump him down to a second unit or a few lesser minutes, but he's been really filling in admirably and, and giving the Leafs uh, really good value for that ent- entry-level contract that we've seen out of him. He's been productive in terms of the assists. He's really good on the defensive side of the puck, getting his share of block shots too. And again, I like this matchup uh, as the Leafs go into St. Louis at $4,500. He might be a really good value play down there. And right along with him, I want to highlight uh, Matthias Ekholm of Nashville, $4,500. That's a deep defense, and he factors into the scoring ability that they all have at that back end. So another guy who's projected to play top minutes, he is legitimately listed as a first-line player on that blue line. And along with him, down there with that same tag as Alex Edler, this guy is a first-line veteran first-liner for Vancouver. We've highlighted, I've highlighted a lot of Vancouver names here, but taking a flyer on him at 4400 probably not the worst play in the world because he does anchor the power play, one of the power play units, and he's got a great chemistry and a great history with the Sedine Twins. If they're hot, he will be hot too. Which brings us now, AJ, to the goalies. We have a number of guys. We already know the indications that some of them are projected starters tonight, but uh, there's a group of four guys over the 9,000 mark uh, what do you think about any of these guys in tonight's action? Well, I really think there's only one option here tonight. Uh, it, you know, for me, Carey Price is just too expensive at 9,700. That's really going to set you back as far as what you can do uh, on other aspects of your lineup. And then Cam Talbot and Peke Rene are going up against each other. And I try to avoid elite goaltenders facing other elite goaltenders. Uh, so that just leaves Martin Jones at 9,300. Uh, San Jose heavy favorites uh, heading into Vancouver so I think uh, they could certainly capitalize there Um, but in general I think overall I would avoid uh, this entire group but if you want to spend big on one of them it almost has to be Martin Jones in my opinion I agree with everything you just said so let's just move on to the 8900 (laughs) 8500 range there's seven names in this group AJ let's pick away at that section well, I'm going to cheat here a little bit, Paul, and just say take the New York goalie for 8700 Doesn't matter if it's Ranta or Lundqvist. They're both coming in at the same price tag. Uh, and based on their past performance, as far as fantasy goes, it doesn't really matter which one suits up. You're going to want to just make sure you check that Rotowire starting grid so that you get whichever one is absolutely going to be confirmed as starting. But for me, uh, either one will do just fine tonight against the Sabres. Well, and I'm going to highlight two guys uh, right in that range. uh, Corey Crawford at $8,800. To me, when I look at the board for goalies, that's where I start building my team. I look for the screaming mismatch, and this is it for me with the Hawks going into Arizona, a team that's uh, deservedly at the bottom of the standings and kind of looking toward 
the rebuilding process and grading their players and more than the game results and where Chicago is starting to get their game together over the second half you can expect Corey Crawford to be a big part of it and uh, tonight I think he receipts for an easy win then I'll also add Frederick Anderson of the Leafs this is a team that's been one of the better road warrior clubs in uh, the last month and a half despite a couple of recent outings that have been iffy and he was certainly pulled in his last game a couple of nights ago after a tough start in Dallas but I think he rebounds in a big way gets a start and anchors the Leafs to a victory against the Blues who are as I said in a bit of disarray these days let's drop down to the list of guys from 8400 to 8100 there's seven in this group AJ uh, any projected starters that you like in here I do like Mike Condon at 8300 now uh, Craig Anderson is back with the team which is good news uh, for him and his family Uh, but he mentioned earlier this week that he feels like he's probably still uh, two weeks away just from a conditioning standpoint so that means Mike Condon will probably continue to get the starts Uh, he has finally been showing some signs of fatigue after 25 straight appearances in net um, but the lightning are kind of falling apart right now um, and I think he's the best of the likely starters in this group you know i'm gonna give a shout out to henrik lundquist not that he needs me to shout him out uh, uh, but uh, in the last five games he's starting to get his game in order after being shelled a couple of times and uh, they've reduced the shots on goal against him too so uh, their game is getting to be a little more in order of late and henrik defends the net as well as anybody when the shots are limited and i think buffalo's gonna have a tough time even though they have the home ice advantage in this one the rangers are uh, seeming to get their act together on that side of the puck and uh, He would be a guy that I lean on in this group as well. Uh, What about any bargain plays? Let's go from 8,400 all the way down to the bottom, AJ. Let's let's, uh, see what you think in this group. So my my bargain guy is definitely Andre uh, Pavlsak at 7,800. He's, you know, definitely uh, confirmed already. So that's a big plus for me. He squares off against the Stars. So he may give up a few goals, but hopefully should be able to get the win based on Winnipeg's high-powered offense. He's averaging 15.8 fantasy points per game since being called back up to the NHL. And this is a guy that's playing for his next job at this point. It doesn't look like it's going to be with Winnipeg. He's probably going to have to move somewhere else. So he's playing to impress right now, and that's certainly going to motivate him. Uh, And then we always try and highlight some back-to-back options. Uh, Edmonton is starting a back-to-back tonight. It's almost certain that Cam Talbot will be the starter. Um, but keep an eye on that confirmation. There's always a chance that uh, Brossois could be the starter today or tomorrow. Um, and so his low, low price tag certainly is worth watching in either of those matchups. The French lessons are paying paying off, AJ. That, that was beautiful. <laughs> Uh, in addition, some of the guys are sub 8,000 who's already been confirmed. Michael Neuwirth gets the start for Philadelphia at 7,800. Pavlitz, as you said, is 7,800. Robin Leonard is also 7,800. If you want to take a chance and save some money down below, those are three guys to go with. But I don't like any of their matchups, so I'm going to stay away from all three of them. And I wish you good luck if you get... Uh, got, have the courage to go that route let's see what the optimizer says for our complete lineups this is a great tool aj why don't you tell us a little bit about that and the lineup that it spits out yeah so i talked a little bit on tuesday about some of the uh, filters that you can set with the lineup optimizer so i want to highlight some different ones today um, give you a little bit of a, a different look as to what the optimizer can spit out for you and one of them is a money line filter and so you can set this so that uh, you could only take Uh, The favorite teams, if you really want to get risky, you could take it to only give you the underdogs. 
Um, but for for this uh, example, I set it to only give me favored teams that are um, expected to win tonight. And then the other thing I like to do is I set the even strength uh, line filter to be three or up. So we won't have any fourth line guys and we won't have any uh, underdog teams in the lineup tonight. And so with those settings in mind, uh, we'll start off with Logan Couture at 7,000. Uh, it likes that that's um, San Jose Vancouver matchup. There'll be a number of sharks here. And then also Nick Cousins, uh, third line projected to be second power play line for 3,200. And then on the wings, the optimizer not as concerned about Patrick Kane's dry spell as you and I are, Paul. He's there for 8,300. Back to San Jose with Joe Pavelski at 7,700 and Thomas Hurdle at 5,100. Uh, and then finally rounding it out with Braden Point recently returned um, from his injury on the third line there for Tampa Bay at 3,400. So that's the value pick in the optimizer. Uh, and then on defense, the optimizer goes back to Brent Burns in San Jose for 8,500. And then a little bit of a, a question mark here. You, Julius Honka of Dallas looks to be second line, uh, probably going to finally get some minutes. They've been waiting uh, to ease him into a lineup of late 3,500. That's one you'll definitely want to keep an eye on. There's certainly no guarantees that he doesn't get bumped. And then for goaltending, uh, going to the optimizer, fading your uh, Maple Leafs, Paul, going with Jake Allen for St. Louis. He's expected, not confirmed, uh, but it'll only cost you 8100 if he's in. All right. I'm going to get past that uh, quickly. I look for Leafs to explode tonight against St. Louis. And I'll, I'll swing into the lineups for that we chose tonight then, AJ. Who do you have at your center position? Well, I started off with uh, Johansson for Nashville, 6600 We both talked about this guy. He's just too good of late uh, to pass up on for me. And then Statsny with St. Louis. I mentioned he's been one of the few bright spots on that team. I think they're going to be motivated, Paul. I think you're fading the other way uh, that uh, they're going to be kind of in a shambles. But he's 5,800, and so I'm going to take the risk that motivation uh, pays off. All right. What I'm, did you do down the middle, Paul? I agree with you on Johansson, so I'll, buy, I'll pass that uh, along. And then uh, I also went with Derek Stepan at $6,500. Uh, I spent about the same money there. Two guys that are playing first-line minutes in this price tag and playing for good teams that have favorable matchups. I think I think it's a pretty easy picks for me at, in this price range for that position. What about the four wingers tonight, AJ? Yeah, so mostly guys that I talked about before, but I do have one uh, one we didn't highlight. Uh, starts off with Evander Kane at 6,400. I like everything he's been doing of late. And then I'm going to go to the Leafs. So I'm not uh, not betting against a whole lot of goaltending in that game. But William Nylander for 5,300. You know, you mentioned uh, Marner being third on the rookie scoring list. Well, Nylander sitting at fifth and is certainly uh, not uh, out of the race, I think, for that Calder Cup title. He'll need some help from his uh, teammates and opponents for that uh, for that race there. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Thomas Hurdle at 5,100. I mentioned San Jose starting to put in some goals. And then for now, I've got Matt Molson in at 4,500. I want to see how the lines shake out at practice, and I'll probably check back even before um, you know warm-ups and see if he's still going to be on that top line. But if he is, I think Matt Molson at 4,500 is a steal. Uh, Paul, your wingers. All right. Well, I went deep into the well at winger for one, one of my guys, too. I spoke about all these guys, so it won't be long to describe them all. I picked Andrew Shaw at $4,000 for the Habs tonight. I think he's just, this is a kind of game that he thrives in, so I, I think I'll see his name on the score sheet uh, 
in favorable situations. I like Patrick Maroon to get off the schneid, as I said, for Edmonton at $5,200. His price tag's come down as his slump has continued, but I think he's still going to get the first line minutes, and at some point he's going to take off, and that could be tonight. I'm not completely off the, the blues. I picked Jaden Schwartz for $5,700. He's on a hot streak scoring-wise and one of the few guys that they've been able to depend upon while most of the team has floundered over the last little while, so I like that consistency that he's shown. And then Mitch Marner for the accolades that he's received. I'm going to give him another shot to extend things for the Maple Leafs at $6,800. He's my top uh, priced winger that I've included in tonight's lineup. On the blue line, you went to the top of the ladder. What else did you fill in? Yeah, I did. I, if, if you've been following along, I haven't spent a whole lot elsewhere. Brent Burns, 8500 I was able to squeak him in to my lineup. Uh, I just think he's too good to pass on. So opposite of him, I had to obviously spend a little bit less, and I went with Sakara for Edmonton. 4600 I mentioned he's red hot of late, and I think he'll keep doing that. Uh, Paul, what about your blue line? All right. I uh, talked about these two guys, P.K. Subban at $6,000. Boy, that's a low price tag when you think about his name, I, I think. And, and uh, for what he's done recently, I mean, he hasn't scored a lot, but he certainly does a lot of sh- in terms of getting shots on goal, blocking shots, and it's just a matter of time. He's too good a talent to stay scoreless. Uh, Jacob Truba, on the other hand, he's been putting a lot of points up on the board. He's priced $800 cheaper, so I'll go with one guy who's hot, one guy who's cold, and it's funny that the, the cold guy costs more. Uh, <laughs> in terms of the Nets, Pavlitz is your guy. Yep, I'm going to risk it uh, in this potential uh, shootout matchup. I think he can just edge out the win. That's really what I'm hoping for here. Certainly not uh, anticipating a shutout against Dallas, um, but I think the concerns on the other end of the icing goal make him a, a good chance to get the win tonight. Uh, your netminder. Well, as I said, I, I like Corey Crawford's matchup against Arizona tonight, so I'm willing to pay up a little bit more for the certainty that is offered by a Chicago win over over the homestanding Coyotes. And uh, I I trust that the Hawks game is uh, is nearing top form uh, now that the shooting has gotten a little more serious. Crawford certainly wraps up his game in the second half of seasons as well. It just all points to an easy Chicago win for me tonight. Now, AJ, before we sign off. We touched on uh, the stud of the week and the rant of the week every time we do the Tuesday show. And I, I, had, I think more needs to be said about the slew foot and what we're seeing out of Brad Marchand of late. I'm fed up with this guy, even though, as I said, he anchors one of my better teams that I picked in fantasy play the, for in the season long. But what this guy has done in the last week is is throw sand in the face of the NHL execs, I think, when he's done it not only once but twice. And it looks like he's got off both times. I can't stand it. I think it's wrong. What the hell are they waiting for? Yeah, I agree, Paul. I I do think they hemmed themselves in a little bit by not suspending him the first time and giving him just that $10,000 fine because, like many people out there, I I agree that the the one on Cromwell was a little more egregious, um, but it was still a slew foot. But if you're not going to suspend him for the other one, you, you almost can't for this one, even though it's a repeat offense the, almost the next game after getting the fine, uh, or two games later, rather. And I just think they've hemmed themselves in on this. You know, They're going to want to crack down later when somebody else does it, and there's just going to be shouting from the, the mountaintops um, that you know they went so easily on Marshawn. I think they should have come out heavy on him. It would have sent a message to the rest of the league and given them opportunities to suspend other guys in the future. Now they're kind of tied down. They can really only go the fine route at this point. Um, and I think a big mistake by the NHL. 
Well, you can bet he's done it two games in a row. His next game is against the Leafs. I'll be watching that game like a hawk and watching him particularly. He better have his Angels wings on because otherwise I'm going to be all over him again for next Tuesday show. You can bet on that. It'd be really good listening. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give our listeners a heads up on that one because I'll, <laughs> I'll go absolutely wild. Uh, be on him like white on rice, Paul. Absolutely. So that's it. That's all in our breakdown of the best FanDuel plays for Thursday's NHL schedule for me, Paul Bruno, who you can follow at Statsman22, and AJ Scholes, who is a great follow at AJ Scholes24. We encourage you to send us your fantasy hockey questions, and we'll do our best to respond quickly, even with trade offers that you're facing. And we'll look forward to sharing our Tuesday podcast with a full review of news and notes from around the NHL. So long, everybody. not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how.